Hey everybody! This is Lauren! <laughs> and this is Anastasia! And we're sounding like cartoon characters! <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Wait to Panic, a podcast where two friends take turns trying to scare one another shitless, or sometimes, like this week, decide to alternate back and forth and tell spooky stories to each other instead of taking turns every single week. Yeah! This week it's both of our turns! Yeah! And they are some creepy stories. Yes, 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 yes. We went and combed the the depths of the internet for for some of our favorite spooky stories, because this is basically what we send each other throughout the week, and now we're gonna creep you guys out, too. There's a lot of Pinterest and Reddit involved. A lot. A lot. <laughs> do we want to still do happies? Sure! Let's sure. do happies. Do you have a happy? No! <laughs> uh, I can start and give give brain time. You go first. <laughs> so, um, we got to... Really, Blake did because he's a trooper. Um, he took Alpine to go play with his, his littermate brother, Forrest, which, yes, we have a horse named Forrest and Alpine has... A dog brother named Forrest, which makes me chuckle. Um, but yeah, they got to go romp, and he was such a weenie about sharing toys because it's just him. And thanks to COVID, we haven't gotten to really go out and play with other dogs. So he's never had to share his toys before. And Forrest is apparently a toy hog. <laughs> and he did not know what to do with that. And... He got humped many a time, apparently. <laughs> and then, then they got to go home, and Alpine slept for like two hours. Oh, that's and wonderful. Just puppy crashed. So it was good that he got to go see his brother, and they are adorable together. That's so cute. Buddies. Yeah. Happy puppies. Little play dates. I love how many of our happies are about our animals. Honestly, uh, animals are the happiest thing ever. They are. They make everything better. They do. They just do. Uh, um, well, I'm in my closet, and I'm going to pick a happy from what's around me. So okay. I recently decided that I was going to try and get back into music more, but because not. So, fun fact, Anastasia and I are band nerds. <laughs> we are. Uh, from way back in the day. Uh, so far back. <laughs> but all of my uh, regular instruments are not Marie Kondo Sparking Joy. So I decided nope. to go rent a new one. So I got myself hmm. a mandolin uh, to try out because it has the same strings as a violin, which I play. Um, and And I'm going to try and get into more music stuff and maybe if it goes well I'll try and write like miniature ditties to go with our episodes or something I don't know it could be fun that but would be so happy. much fun <laughs> right I love it no pressure no but pressure. now I kind of want you to do that <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do I'm I'm going to start taking lessons uh once we're in the townhouse so okay also, I feel like a mandolin would be good for, like, spooky music. Oh, yeah. 
it'd be great yeah. for it. It's be also really good. really good for like blues and jazz. It's so cool. Eh, I could leave the blues, but I'll take the jazz. Not like bluegrass. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. That is a good distinction to make for my brain. <laughs> it, it is traditionally like used in bluegrass, but I'm not a bluegrass fan. No. I, I just don't quite see the appeal. Uh, no. No, like blues, like an eight bar blues jazz stuff. Okay. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's definitely shit. up your alley. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are my, I'm going to call that my happies. I like it. Yeah. So do you want to try and creep me out first, or do you want me to try and creep you out first? Mm. Got some real shitty ones. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion. I mean, no matter what, it's it's going to be ripping off a Band-Aid, so... Let's rip it off with this terrible one that I don't really want to read, but now I need to read. <laughs> okay. So, have you ever heard of the Baby P story? N- no. So, like, I wish this was setting up for a pun because it sounds like it should be, but... Oh, I wish. <laughs> it's not. So, in the UK, and this is from Reddit, from... Oh my gosh, let me see if I can try and pronounce this. <coughs> Zizgy's, Zizgy Tombs. <laughs> it's S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y-T-O-O-M-S. Zizgy Tombs. <laughs> yeah, I'm just settling for saying it's from Reddit, and I'll link to the story. <laughs> Probably smart. Uh, so in the UK, there was this is a, several years ago now. It said a couple years ago, and the post was posted seven years ago, so quite a while. Oh, okay. Um, there was a woman that had a boyfriend. And that boyfriend started to beat her son. I'm sorry, what? He did so with really horrific methods. So he would train, he trained his dog to bite the child. He would pull out the child's fingernails and toenails Ah. and smash its fingers Ah. and throw him in the air and let him hit the floor, toss him around. And, oh, God. He explained it all away by calling it roughhousing, as if they he no. was just playing with the kid. Fuck no! No. Uh, so, eventually, the boyfriend did this so hard that he snapped the spine of the baby in half. Oh. It, it, yeah. And it was a baby boy. It's not like it was a teenager. Like, it was a baby boy. It's bad no matter what, but, like, it, this baby had no fucking chance. And also, um, you don't roughhouse with babies. Yeah, you don't do jack shit to babies. You hold them very carefully, and you support right. their neck. Right. <laughs> they got that little potato head. They can't hold it up by themselves. They, it's too heavy. They don't have the muscle. Um. Oh. So, apparently, the baby was trained so much, like, before having his spine snapped and dying... The baby oh, was so trained at the boyfriend's presence that the baby would be submissive <clears throat> when the boyfriend entered the room and, like, would immediately put his head to the floor. Oh, poor baby. I know. I'm just like, you're just a fucking baby. That's not... Oh, my God. Ugh. People <sighs> are terrible. Yep. Ugh. I mean, does it say anything about, like, a prison sentence or... Let, let me go to the full article and 
check because that's just the Reddit bit, but they did link uh, to the full article. I don't like that one. Yeah, no, it's like, that's like not I even said, it's like that's ripping just off bad. The, it's really awful. Uh, oh, apparently he had been like being prosecuted by the RSPCA for torturing animals and was being investigated by the police for supposedly yeah, okay, having tortured right. his own grandmother and oh, what a dick. making her make changes to her will in his favor and she died of pneumonia before a decision was made and before he faced prosecution. Mm. Oh my god. So let me just scroll all the way to the bottom. <clears throat> they were like getting child care proceedings in place to try and separate him from the kid about a week before baby P died but it didn't happen before he died oh oh my god <gasps> don't tell me there's pictures there's not there's not there are oh, thank god there are scientific renderings of what baby of P may have are. suffered so it's really awful mm. um but i'm not going to send that to you please don't poor baby Oh, apparently her, his mother was also awful. I'm just going to read this really quick. It's from the Daily Mail. Um, the nightmarish scenes discovered by police at the house were a far cry from the picture his mother had tried to paint of herself, telling officers she was a damned good mom. A senior officer mm. said she knew how to play the system, how to workers what they wanted to hear, and how to press the right buttons to get what she wanted, whether it was a new council house or childcare. Oh, so his... Mother was a manipulating person, and her boyfriend was shit-tastic, and I don't see any specific thing about there being prosecution, but given that it was investigated and under investigation, I am hopeful. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> well, I hated that one, so thanks for that. Yep. You're welcome. Suffer with me. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go into spooky and nearly true crime. Awesome. Uh, this one's from my domain, and it's a doozy, but it's freakishly kind of cool-ish, I guess. Uh, do do so I had been on the phone with my then boyfriend, and he said something that made me think he was a chauvinistic, not nice person. And I remember telling him that if he knew anything about me, he knew exactly where I was going to go. And I hung up the phone and got in my car. I drove to the park. The sun was kind of down below the tree line, but it wasn't dark yet. And as I pulled into the parking lot, I thought it was weird that there were two cars pulled side by side with the guys just talking to each other. When I got out, the guy in the truck just stared at me in what I could only describe as a horrible way. You know, when someone just looks at you like they're looking through you as if you don't exist. But I thought, well, this is weird. It's late. No one's ever here. Then I thought, whatever, they're probably leaving. I don't care. I have my own problems. I only took my keys with me because I didn't want a big purse banging around I headed across the field, which you have to cross through to get to the woods because there's no trail. I was taking my time and just kind of taking the time to calm down. And then I realized it had gotten really mm. quiet. I didn't hear the birds, squirrels, anything anymore. 
I just heard something big moving (gasps) through the woods. And I thought to myself, well, maybe it's just a dog. Then I heard the voices. The first voice is a male's voice. And he said, I know I saw her go this (gasps) way. She couldn't have gotten that far. Then the second voice chimes in, quieter, and it says, shh, she'll hear you. Okay, so there are two men in the woods, and they're looking for something, obviously. And I just kept thinking, it must be their dog. They must have lost their dog. Coping mechanisms. (laughs) And then I thought, they wouldn't be trying to sneak up on it. I stood there frozen, because that's the kind of person I am. I could hear them getting closer to me. And I don't know how long I stood there, waiting for them to get to me, but I was completely frozen. And then I heard the other voice. It was distorted, like if you heard someone talking through a closed door or underwater. You can understand what they're saying, but the voice just wasn't quite right. It wasn't in my head, because it had a volume and a pitch that changed that my thoughts definitely don't do. I could almost feel where it was coming from. It was behind me and a little bit above, like it was taller than me, and it just said, go to the river now. I don't know if I was more scared of the fact that there's some disembodied voice, or a person talking to me, or the two men in the woods. But I listened to the voice because, well, I didn't really have any other options. I took off towards the river, made a ton of noise because I was just going as fast as I could, and the voice came back and said, no, quietly. I got to the river and jumped down the embankment. I squished myself against it, squeezing down to the smallest, tightest ball I could. The voice kept telling me to just stay. And I sat there, hoping to hell whoever was in the woods was going to leave, that I wasn't having some kind of mental breakdown. And I kept hearing them moving through the woods, and I could tell they'd split off. As I sat there, the voice just kept telling me, stay and be quiet over and over and over again, almost like it was trying to comfort me. I could hear what sounded like someone right above me, and if I leaned out, they could probably see me. But I had to look. I just tilted my head up a tiny bit, and I saw the tips of these, like, construction boots hanging (gasps) over the edge just a little. I could see hanging next to them this dirty old (gasps) rope, just swinging next to them, just swinging. I don't even think I thought anything. I was so scared. I just tried not to breathe. It felt like hours went by, but I don't know. By no, it couldn't have been that long. The voice itself was even completely silent. There was nothing but me hearing this man above me breathing. He started to walk away at some point, and then the voice kept telling me, came back and kept telling me to wait. So I waited, and finally the voice said, go now, go to the field, go now. It was screaming at me at this point, so loud. So I ran through the woods and just got out to the field far, far from the cars and street. And it was finally starting to get dark and I could see the parking lot, but it was so far away. And I was just running and I started hearing footsteps running. And at first they're farther away, but they're so (gasps) much faster than I was just barreling after me. And there was nothing. I fully expected to see at least one of the men there, but It was absolutely empty. The only thing I could think was that the footsteps must have belonged to the voice, and I heard it again screaming at the top of its lungs that I needed to run right now, and the footsteps came back, and now they're at pace with me, running next to me through the field. 
I had to have had a thousand crazy thoughts because none of this was making any sense. And I finally get to my car, and I see both cars were parked in different places, with nobody in them now. I refused to look behind me, and if there hadn't been a voice, I probably would be a missing person's case. But whatever it was, it got me out of there. Oh my god. <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> yeah. Yep, Jeepers Creepers there. <laughs> Where was uh, this? I have no oh idea. God. Yeah, they did not say a location on that, but I'm very glad that whatever that voice was got them out of there because... Bless you, disembodied, creepy voice. There's no... There was no way that story was going to end nope, well. Nope, 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 Oh my goodness, I don't <laughs> like that. Nope. Oh, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. So, this one is from Jocelyn on Facebook. Uh, Hubs and I moved into a rental home last August. The previous resident had been here for seven years or something. Hubs uses the shower in the master bathroom. I share the hallway shower with my kid. We'd been noticing strange smells coming from the master bath, so Hubs went bananas on it with bleach today. As he was cleaning, he realized that the smell was festering blood, lots and lots of it. In the grout, in the doors, in the vents, and even in the shower head. Way too much for an accidental cut. When we were checking out the place, we were solo because of the pandemic. No owner or realtor. We snooped around a bit and noticed that there were packages of what looked like hog parts in a freezer downstairs. We're thinking this might have been the source of the blood. Maybe previous resident or the owner was slaughtering pigs in the master bathroom? Ew. We're in a suburb of St. Louis. I don't know of any animal farms nearby. So, of course, my true true crime brain is reeling, too. What if something bad happened in this bathroom? Nope, 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 nope. 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 Also, like, you don't uh, do that kind of thing inside. Also, you find shit like that, you stop scrubbing with bleach, and you call the cops. So she did oh, call God. the cops, and um, I was really hoping she was going to update. Yeah. Oh, but, is that the uh, one that we were hoping I, for an update? I yeah, I... I didn't get an update on that one, but yeah, they did. They did call the police and they came to investigate what they could. I think all they could salvage that he hadn't bleached out was like the shower head. That's but something. Yeah. Any, anytime the police are like, you need to stop cleaning yep. now. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering if, cause this was like a month ago that she posted it. The lack of update makes me wonder if this isn't an ongoing Very something. possible. So, Jocelyn, if you ever want to update us once this is all sorted out, we would love to hear, also not love to hear, but we're interested to hear what happened. We really need to know. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh. Also, that's so much blood. So much blood. It's not good shit. No, there's no way that's good. Okay, um... So, this one is from Reddit, and we'll link everything that we have in our description yes. for those of you who want to go back to it. Um, but yeah, this one's about church benches. 
and they go, okay, so my experience is absolutely bonkers and borderline unbelievable to anyone who wasn't there, but I've been thinking about it a lot lately since it's spooky season and I needed to share. So this happened about four years ago. Apologies for the thesis paper here. Never apologize. (laughs) We love spooky things. My mom collects antiques. I can't lie, it's a light hoarding issue. Oh, God. <laughs> vintage vintage telephones, old chairs that she refurbishes and then has no idea what to do with after, etc., etc. So one day she brings home these church benches from an old German church out in the country that was built in the 1800s that was shutting down. We live more towards the city. I have since moved out but she passed it on the way home for my brothers. Those benches were nothing but creepy from the moment they came into our house. My mom didn't even really have a plan for them. Everyone in the house, including the two dogs, ran past them or refused to look at them whenever we were in the basement. The dogs eventually refused to go down there at all. Everything just felt off. My mom brushed it off, but later admitted her experiences in the basement. So the creepiness escalated. One time I was getting ready for work in the bathroom. My mom was folding laundry while my nephew, that I was babysitting, played in the spare bedroom nearby. I heard what I can only describe as this very, very terrifying, almost demonic whisper right in my ear. It felt like it was just breathing or hissing to be scary, not really saying anything in particular. And all of a sudden my mom whimpers, Cassie, did did you just come in here and whisper something in my ear? I said, no. She said, well, maybe it was the baby. And I go, you know it wasn't the baby. She goes, I know, I know. So fast forward a month or so, I'm straightening up the office, and I see a drawing of a black humanoid mass with red eyes drawn in pen on an old envelope with writing underneath, in the basement, watching me while I worked. Thinking my mom was absolutely possessed, I literally brought out a cross and asked her what the fuck her drawing was about. She admitted she saw exactly that humanoid mass watching her while she did laundry. I regret house sitting alone. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Uh, I regret reading this while I'm here by myself. Uh, Blake! um, Ziva! Yep, Blake, you're coming over. (laughs) She admitted that she saw exactly that humanoid mass watching over her while she did laundry and crafted in the basement. She said she told the spirit to go away, but it never stopped showing up. She said she drew it and wrote a note so that she could tell my dad without it hearing her. Um, There's more. So there's, she wrote, bonus spook. When we had the church benches in the house, my sister came over and said, I was hoping dad would be here. I have a question for him. At that moment, we heard what sounded like someone run up the basement stairs into the foyer and out the front door, clear as day. We all looked at each other and my sister said, oh, is he home? I didn't see his car. My mom and I were very confused because he was most definitely not home. We looked around, knives in hand, nothing. No sign of anyone. But here's the story that ended up with us leaving the church benches on the curb for the garbage man. My sister, same one from the bonus spook, throws these huge Halloween bashes. It's like our Christmas. I love that. She picks a 
right? She picks a theme every year. There's a cover fee, a costume contest, like 30 to 50 people show up. Not this mm. year. And it's it's a good time. She decided that she wanted to have a funeral home themed party that year. Oh, no, I don't like this. And specifically asked my mom for the church oh, benches. No, no, no. <laughs> I told her they were super fucking haunted, and she kind of thought it was funny, slash jokingly said it would just add to the party then. Yikes. Sweetie, no. Fast, sweetie, no. Fast forward to the party. It's pretty normal. The benches are in her living room facing the fireplace. The speaker's on the mantel. Music skips a couple times. Nothing crazy. It's Bluetooth. Then the speaker falls off the mantel. And it falls off again. And again. And I eventually moved away from the mantel altogether. We all make, make a few jokes and then forget. The party's a blast. It's 1 a.m., We decide to order pizza. As you do when you're drunk. Love it. (laughs) I tipsily sit down on a bench and say, Hey Siri, find me the nearest open pizza place. That was a mistake. Siri started going absolutely crazy. It filled my phone screen with, Did you say churches, churches, (gasps) churches, church, 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 God, God, church, church. No one within earshot of me had said anything about a church at all. My screen just kept filling with churches slash church over and over and over again. I was looking at everyone in disbelief, but they all saw it too. In that moment, my phone's screen went absolutely white. The music stopped abruptly. It wasn't playing from my phone. And the speaker flew off the table it was sitting on. Everyone screamed like it was some bad horror movie. We never ended up getting our pizza. The benches were put on the curb for the garbage man Monday morning, and we never felt a spirit in either home ever again. Thank God. I ended up moving... (laughs) Right. I ended up moving down into my parents' basement for a few years before moving out, and I never had an issue after those benches were gone. I'm just glad that there were so many witnesses to see that that night. I was going to ask for an invite to that. that party, but fuck no if you make that kind of choice. And not if those benches are there. Mm-hmm. Nothing haunted. Does not help the vibe of the party. No. Nope. Brave soul going into that basement. Right. I I won't even go into the basement here. Unless it's broad daylight and there's someone you else here. I don't like your parents' basement. <laughs> You've never even you been just in described there. It That's to me. <laughs> I think in the last <sighs> one episode we did like this. Right. I think so. Yeah. But... Guys, if you missed it, like, we have a root cellar down there, and it's legit got a boarded up well with a dirt floor, and, like, the door to the root cellar is just, like, old wood that has, like, kind of been nailed together. It, it is straight out of a horror film, and when my aunt and uncle lived here, they painted the basement, like, this blood brick red, and it is horrifying. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, Speaking anywhere. of horrifying... Uh, I'm going to tell you a story. It's called The Little Girl Who Wasn't from Lady Sparrow. Mm. Oh, okay. This is on Jezebel.com. I have no idea if this is fiction or experience Uh. or what, but it is creepy. Either way. So, I lived in a house from hell for four years, from age 11 to almost 16. There was constantly something happening. Doors flying open and shut. Voices. 
footsteps. Nothing ever stayed where you put it. I was alone there a lot Mm. because both of my parents worked and I was constantly terrified. One of the most gut-level disturbing things, though, was the little girl in my bathroom. Every time I walked past my bathroom door, which was constantly since it was right outside my bedroom, I saw a little girl with blonde curled hair and a rose-colored dress. She just stood there, staring, looking like a photograph from 1905. Oh, absolutely not. Burn the house. Burn the whole thing. I started keeping the door closed so I could walk by without seeing her, but she was always there when I opened it. Once I stepped... Mm, That's worse. It's so much worse. (laughs) Once I stepped in past her, I couldn't see her anymore, but I could feel her there. She scared me, but Mm. I felt really sorry for her because she was trapped there just like me, but probably forever. As the years went by and things in the house continued to get worse, she started seeming darker. I started feeling like she wasn't really a little girl. I knew there was something ugly in the house, and I felt like it was presenting this sympathetic image to me. Then I started thinking I was completely losing my mind. One day, when I was 14, I had a friend from out of town come stay with me for a week. I hadn't told her anything whatsoever about the house because I didn't think she would come if I did. Damn straight. Right (laughs) after she got there, we were sitting in my room and she left to go to the bathroom. About a minute later, she walked back in with a puzzled look on on her face and said, So, there's a little girl in your bathroom. And nope. <laughs> I said, um, yeah, she hangs out in there. Blonde hair? Curls, pink dress? Mm. Yeah. You know that's not really a little girl, don't you? I almost threw up. I was so relieved and terrified and excited and ready to run out of the house screaming. She wouldn't use my bathroom the rest of the week, and I started using it as little as possible without pissing off my parents, who did not want to believe. Eventually, we moved out and I could not have been happier. I distanced myself from it mentally as much as I could. Then, when I was 18, I took another friend on a road trip to pack up a few things I'd left in the house. My parents hadn't managed to sell it for five years or more. Wonder why. Yeah. The minute we got on the property, my friend seemed uncomfortable. When we came around the bend in the long, steep driveway, he went completely white. I could tell something was wrong. But he insisted he was okay, so we got to work. After a while, he asked to use the bathroom, and I directed him to mine. Not 20 seconds after he left, he came running back in, gasping for breath, and slammed the bedroom door behind him. He started babbling about a little blonde girl who isn't really a little girl. All of a sudden, he went dead still, looked me in the eye, and very, very solemnly said, She's not happy. With you. You left and you weren't supposed to. We threw whatever we could grab in two trips in my car after I walked him to another bathroom and waited outside the door and got the fuck out at top speed. Oh, I don't don't like like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) So was I now I now I I need answers. Like, I want to know, was she was she mad because she left or was she mad because like. She left, and no, we were supposed to be together forever. That's kind of what it sounds like. That's kind of what I'm taking it as. Especially since it's specifically presented as a little girl to try and be sympathetic. Like, I think it was trying to lure her to want to stay there. Yeah. Also, like, I want to know, this is a really 
terrible episode to record while I'm alone. <laughs> Stage of life. <laughs> um, I didn't think things through, Lauren. Yeah, I never do. That's <laughs> what we do. This is how I run my life. Um, no, but then I'm like, I'm very curious. All these people who are like, you know, that's not really a little girl. Like, what were they seeing? I it's it seems like they saw the little girl based on the descriptions, but they yeah. like her knew that's not a little girl. That it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> now mm. I'm imagining it, Ugh. and I hate it. Vomitous. Okay. 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 Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't. I don't like it. Your turn. Okay. My turn. <laughs> so another Reddit story. For as long as I can remember, I've had issues with sleeping. Me too. I would cry and scream as a child, as a young child, about not wanting to sleep, which sounds pretty typical to every other kid, so that didn't faze me too much. But as I got older, the nightmares and fear of sleeping got worse. In fourth grade or so, I vividly remember two night terrors that left me sleeping two hours a night afterwards. Only once the sun came up around 5 a.m. was I able to get any rest. But that's not the point of this story. Oh, dear. Eventually, I was diagnosed with a sleep disorder, but things got much better. I still had some nights where I'd have so much fear of sleeping that I'd lay in my bed, covered in sweat and shaking, but for the most part, all was normal. I didn't have the night terrors or utter fear of falling asleep for a very long time. Fast forward to a couple years ago. I was in university doing my undergraduate degree in a beautiful city on the lake. I had decided to take a few summer courses, and given that it's mainly a resort town during those months, the rent everywhere was ridiculously high. Sounds about right. Luckily, my second cousins offered me their summer home that was right on the lake for a few months while I completed my classes, free of charge. Super nice of them. I was beyond excited. The house was on the other side of the lake from the university and down a winding dirt road to a single-lane highway. I had one neighbor to my right, three to my left, but during the first few weeks of summer, most of them hadn't arrived for vacation yet. At the time, my boyfriend, now an ex, thank <laughs> God, moved in with me because I was already pretty uneasy about staying in a large house alone. That's a bad story to read right now. <laughs> in a in a pretty isolated area. <laughs> I'm gonna die tonight, If you Lauren. die, I will murder you. Don't you dare. <sighs> I'll come haunt you. It's okay. Okay, fine. We'll be besties forever. As long as you haunt me by telling me to drink whiskey or wine. <laughs> yes. Like, we need to watch a murder Ugh. mystery right now. Where's my dream? Turn on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Looking back at my childhood, I think I was pretty in tune with my senses and maybe hyper aware of, as my mother would say, the things that go bump mm. in the night. Great. I always got an eerie feeling going to the basement alone because it was one of those walkouts that opened straight into a porch and just a glass sliding door that separated on the inside mm. and outside. Okay. My first thought seeing this was, oh, great. This is the first house I'd pick to break into. <laughs> you know, just some shitty humor that I used to try and alleviate my fears. LOL, didn't work. The first few weeks were uneventful. Nothing odd happened at all. When I was home alone or up late studying after my boyfriend had already gone, bed, gone to bed, I increasingly started to feel more and more uncomfortable. 
great. Like something was watching mm. me. I was, I don't like this. Oh, I've committed, but I don't like it. I was hearing doors shutting, footsteps, and random noises at all times of the day. But since I had such similar experiences as a kid, I didn't dwell on it too much. I mean, the house was older anyway, but that night, the shit really hit the fan, and there was this feeling of being watched that turned into a feeling like something terrible was going to happen to me in a very mm. dark and threatening way. Oh, okay. I'm texting Blake Text after Blake this. Text Blake after this. <laughs> Text Blake right now. Take a break. <laughs> like, legit. <laughs> okay. This is one of the things I like about living in the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, neighbors yep. near. Bye. Oh, yeah, because here's the thing. The woods always sound oh, fucking yeah. creepy. And and we all know that. We just don't go out there in the dark. You hear something that sounds like it's being murdered? Not your you fucking problem. You turn on the music, and you turn on a Disney movie, and you, you put on headphones. And you lock all lock the doors. Lock all the doors, put and yeah, shut all the bars windows. into any sliding doors, and all windows as well, just to make sure, like, you can't open that sucker. Even if you try to break in, you're not getting the fuck in. You get your bat, and you hold it next to you, and you hide. Mm-hmm. And wait till morning. You don't go to sleep. It's not an option. No. Yeah. Should we finish our story? <laughs> yeah, we Let's should finish, finish our this. story. Uh. <sighs> anyway, my boyfriend had already gone to bed, and I was studying in the living room around 10.30 p.m. The feeling became so overwhelming, overwhelming that I basically said, nope, and went straight to bed, locked the door behind me. I couldn't fall asleep for about an hour. My heart was racing so hard, and I felt like someone was in the house. It wasn't until I heard knocking on the front door that I decided to wake my boyfriend up, and in a hushed voice, I asked him if he heard anything. He groggily woke up and said, no, it's okay, just just go back to sleep. So I sucked it up, threw my head under the covers, and tried my best to fall asleep. The next thing I know, my boyfriend is shaking me and whispering, wake up, what's the address to the house? I'm on the phone with the police and I need to know. Well, if that isn't a way to wake up, oh I don't God. know what is. So I quickly ra- right, I quickly rattled off the address and whispering, what the hell is going on to my boyfriend while he stays on the phone with the police? They proceed to tell him that the police will be there in Too 25 long. minutes. The station's on the other. Too long. The station's on the other side of the lake, but to call back if we hear get anything else. Ski, get across the lake. Those. <laughs> uh, vomitous. These 25 minutes were the longest 25 minutes of my life. I sat there shaking uncontrollably as my boyfriend began to tell me what happened. Ugh. Okay. About 30 minutes after he dozed back off from me waking him up, he jolted out of his sleep to hear what sounded like three hard knocks on the (gasps) garage door. He then heard a door open and heavy footsteps moved into the kitchen. That's when he decided to call. By no means was he an irrational person. Little noises and things that give me the chills never bothered him too much. So when I found out he called the cops, my blood ran cold. The police came and proceeded to move through the house. They checked every room, found nothing. They said there weren't any signs of forced entry and suggested it could have been a bear. I'm sorry, what? No, bears don't knock on the fucking doors. No, Front door, then garage door. No. Ugh. 
They, we both knew it was inaccurate, but at this point, we were feeling pretty stupid and didn't say much. That's how people get murdered. They left, and we were wide awake, lying in bed, both still feeling uneasy. That's when my boyfriend told me it was the first time in his life he thought there was no way to protect us. That's kind of sweet. Uh, um, also terrifying. Also terrifying, but sweet yeah. that he, you know, protective. That really worried me, because this guy made me feel very, very safe, despite his many poor qualities. Oh, okay. I feel ya. He was six... Right. Right. He was 6'3 and very jacked. We did not sleep for the rest of the night. And the next day, we were both pretty shook up, but he went to work, and I went to school. When we both got home, he brought up the night before, saying he still doesn't think it was a bear, because... What kind of bear makes three distinct knocks and can open a door? We tried to rationalize the situation, saying, well, maybe it was just kids screwing around. But we both knew it wasn't. The feeling in the house was still what I would describe as very heavy and dark. I had been having a nightmare for about a week of an older man, missing teeth. Oh, my God. I'm oh sorry my God. for this. Having nightmares for about a week of an older man missing teeth, climbing up the stairs, and smiling <gasps> in a sinister way prior to the night before. Oh, that's why this next part pushed me to my breaking point, and I never slept in that house again. My boyfriend said he kept picturing a man crawling, <gasps> exorcist-like, with a smile when he awoke to oh the my god, Oh 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 my god, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not even alone in this apartment. Like, Rory is right outside this door, and Coda is right outside this door, but being inside the fucking closet with, like, I, like, I can even see behind me in the video, mm. and I do not like this. I feel too alone right now. I don't know how you're doing this. <laughs> Massive amounts of paranoia right now. Yep. He'll <laughs> like to come over immediately. He can just join in. Right. Bring wine. Yeah. Bring whiskey. <gasps> I brought rum. It's okay. He's so... The boyfriend woke up to this god-awful mental nightmare, and he said he felt that the man wanted <gasps> to hurt us. I was shocked. His description, uh, missing teeth, and all of it lined up with mine. As soon as I told him, he went white and told me we need to pack an overnight bag and go to a friend's place. The next night we return. The next time we returned to the house, the feeling was still there, but darker. We decided to move out immediately. The only time I returned there was when my mom and grandmother came to help me clean up the house before giving the keys back to my cousins. I never mentioned it to them. I searched online to see if there are any incidents within the area, but I couldn't come up with anything. I didn't bring it up to my cousins because I didn't want to come across as ungrateful for having a place to stay. But even today, I can still picture that man smiling and remember the feeling of dread and overpowering worry that I was oh in danger. God, I hate this. I hate this. Ugh. I hate this. I hate this. I hate everything also, about I that story. I hope you know that, like, if any, like, if the curtains twitch behind you, I am calling the fucking cops. Oh. <laughs> yeah, please do. Like, it will happen. <laughs> Ugh. <sighs> I do believe that Ziva would wake up and be very protective, though. Oh, yeah, I do, too. But 
it's still the fact that this is like a gigantic yep. old house in the middle yep. of the woods. It's and she's had yeah. pain drugs, so she's not real conscious yeah. right now. <laughs> oh baby. Oh baby. Okay. You uh ready for another one? <laughs> Why do yes. we do this to ourselves? <laughs> it's it's so much better when I'm not the one reading it though. <laughs> Okay, uh, so this... Also, this is why I chose to record, like, this is my brother's old room versus upstairs oh, yeah, in my no. princess tower in the, in the attic, because straight up would be, you know, mm, no, no, not good no, up no, there. No, 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 no. <laughs> I have stayed there. Not a place to do recordings in mm-hmm. the dark alone. Nope. Okay. So this is another one from Reddit. <laughs> it's titled, Well, I Guess I Believe in Fucking Ghosts Now. Nice. I like it. Okay. Ugh. I'm a hard skeptic, but I always trust other people's experiences. So basically, when my coworkers tell me there's a ghost at our workplace, I smile and nod and affirm their experiences, but don't strictly believe there isn't a rational explanation for their various stories. I'll include a couple below, because what happened tonight was pretty tame compared to theirs. Anyway, due to a decade of... Siva's having puppy oh, dreams. Oh, Siva's. <laughs> Sissy. Oh, sweet baby. That helps. That helps oh, so baby. much. <laughs> oh, she's got uh-huh. the puppy marks. <laughs> oh, so cute. I love when Coda does that. Okay, carry okay. on. She's done. <laughs> Anyway, due to a decade of no one ever being willing to close alone due to events that happen there, we always close in pairs. Mm. It's a big two-story boutique, but the upstairs is just our offices. Go figure that I, as the IT guy, have the web office, a.k.a. the place where most of the worst shit happens. So anyway, they like, so anyway, uh... Most of the things people have experienced have pretty easy explanations with a few pocket cases. Like, if boxes moved between a closing shift and a mid-shift, it was probably the opener, right? Maybe they forgot. If the person worked a clopen, which I'm guessing is a close the night before opening, uh, I get that being suspicious. But again, I just assumed there was some missing element that made it make sense. Ugh, I'm so freaked out right now, so I'm rambling so bad. Sorry. We get you. You're fine. We get you. (laughs) We do it, too. Uh, Anyway, tonight I was working on the retail floor, closing with a coworker, which I do sometimes for extra money. So we've pretty much finished all of our respective tasks. She and I both do pretty thorough closes since it's the only shift we do. It's about 11.30 at night, and she and I are shooting the shit while she finishes her last task, taking money back downstairs. I followed her down for the company. We get downstairs to the most dark retail floor, and there's a big boom, like someone just jumped loudly in one of the locked upstairs offices. We look at each other in silence, then go to the cameras. I'm trying to explain that while she was off the floor, the only person in the retail floor except me was her boyfriend, and I made him leave it closing. 
I'm 100% sure no one else was inside, as I had to check all the rooms as part of my closing duties. We build tasks into each other for redundancy, so I have to check the bathroom to clean it, and I have to check the fitting rooms to take out trash, etc. It's a good method. It definitely is. Um, So I know there's no one in there. She's silent still and staring at the cameras. Nothing is moving. Nothing has fallen of shelves. No one is upstairs. All the office doors are still closed. She says, I just want to see if I can see it. I got goosebumps. The ghost, I ask? Before she can answer, it happens again. Oh my god, I hate reading this so much. Uh, (laughs) She says she wishes her boyfriend was there to check it out. Well, I'm a big, strong, brave, skeptical man who knows there's no one there, so I go check. She turns the lights back on for me, and I walk the whole floor and check the rooms while she watches. Nothing is even weird, except some products are in the wrong places that we missed, so I fix them. Finally, we decide to go upstairs to turn off the last computer that we close with and submit her paperwork. When we get up the stairs, my office door is open. At this point, I'm feeling very uncomfortable when one of the floorboards in the hallway to my right squeaks loudly. Definitely not a boom, Mm. just like someone was walking too heavily on them. Now I'm convinced someone is still in the store and I missed them. I storm down the hall and turn on all the lights and start opening offices. No one. Nothing. So I close doors behind me as I go through all the offices and get to the stock room right behind where the squeak was. Obviously, it's a stock room, so I don't have the key, but it's the only place that has floorboards from the hall running into it. So I ask her to unlock it, and I notice she's very frightened. She says, I don't want to. I say, if you unlock it, I'll check it. You can wait here. So she agrees. I step inside and turn on the light to find absolutely nothing out of place at all. I step inside, and lo, there is the squeaky board just inside the door. So by now, I already am giving more credence to the stories of the boxes in that room moving, And I for sure am not fucking with the stories about my goddamned office, so I close and lock it without stepping inside. Now, for why the heck I would never set foot in my own office after close if you fucking bribed me after that night? The stories about that office are way, way scarier. The rest of the building has stories like, oh, boxes move. Oh, sometimes stuff falls off hangers at night. But that office has straight-up demonic stories. Looming shadows that move on their own, booming, unearthly growls that fill the entire upstairs but come from there, stuff like that. The two I heard first. One night, one of my coworkers apparently was finishing up his clothes, which includes taking the trash out of my office. In the next room, his girlfriend was completing the cash clothes on that last computer I mentioned, which is in the upstairs lobby area. While he was in there alone... He heard the booming, unearthly growl and apparently left the room immediately, dropping the trash bag and leaving the lights on. She was staring at him wide-eyed. Apparently, she heard it very clearly, too. I heard the story from each of them at different times, so one night, I was closing with another girl, and she said it was spooky in there at night. Amused, I asked if she'd heard their stories and told a brief summary of them. She went so pale and stopped what she was doing and stared at me in horror. Have I told you that story? 
Apparently, neither of them had mentioned to her what they'd experienced, and she had experienced the same while closing with her girlfriend one night. Her girlfriend uses my office to process some things, and at some point in the day, she had gone to pester her girlfriend and left her jacket in there. And she was sleepy by the time she finished closing, so she whined at her girlfriend to go get the jacket for her. Her girlfriend saw a weird shadow that moved across the wall, so she flicked on the lights and the growl happened to her. My coworker heard it from the bottom of the stairs where she was waiting. Needless to say, she got the jacket in the morning. So, and there's a few more here. So yeah, I had just excused those as, maybe there was an animal in the ceiling. But we don't have gaps in the ceiling, it's just ceiling. Insulation. Roof. I know because I work closely with our electrician, who has some stories of his own about the place, but none that I remember well enough to recount and he has to run all the wiring through the two-inch gap between the walls. This building is Mm. almost as old as White Settlement in the region, and was originally built as a small factory. Later, it served a brief stint as an under-the-table brothel. They installed the walls upstairs. Also, ugh, I know what a trope that is. I take that with a giant grain of salt. (laughs) Then a bar, and then came to be owned by the guy who owns it now, where he runs this boutique. He tore down some walls downstairs and built an upstairs bathroom. I have no idea how a bar could operate in this building with so little space between walls and floors for piping, but so goes the stories. I just want this to make sense. I've never heard anyone in a place where I know no one is, and I know to y'all this is probably so old hat as to be unexciting. Nope. Uh, But I literally did not believe in ghosts until tonight. I'm actually pretty eager to go back to not believing in them, if I'm honest. Same, I'm with you. Same <laughs> I want to not believe in them. Please stop being scary. <laughs> oh, God. I did not like that one. The storeroom oh. one. I'm like, no, just listen to her. Don't open the door. Right? No. Oi. Ugh. Also, I feel like closing oh, shift is what, ironic that I work swing shift, but... Is somehow in a retail oh, store terrible. kind of Have thing. Have you ever worked in a retail store? So much worse. I no. worked in. I would be a terrible, <laughs> terrible retail I person. I worked at a Pac Sun in high school, and it, it was my very oh. first uh, real job, not babysitting job. And closing was the absolute worst. But luckily, I was a minor, so I was not allowed to do it alone. But. For some reason, yeah. I was still allowed to take the garbage out alone. So I had to, like, oh. Paxone was in the mall, so I had to walk outside all around the building and take things to this giant tra- trash compactor at, like, 10.30 p.m. And I'm just, like, freaking out and going as fast as I can because, yes, I'm afraid of the dark, and fuck you, anyone who lies about being afraid of the dark. Yes, you are. Yeah. But... I do have, I don't know if we have more stories on your end. I think I'm tapped out on stories. Nope. Do you want a mild personal yeah, story no. palette cleanser? <laughs> Absolutely. I Yes, I need palette so cleansers now. <laughs> the only time that I knew I was being hit on and asked out happened in that pack sun. So, like... I am, I am oh, like, notorious. Okay. Both of us are really bad and we're in the past at understanding really bad when at this. someone was interested in us. We just, you basically had to stare at us and go, hi, I like you. 
No, really, I am serious. This is not a joke. Hi, I like you. We didn't get it. Like, (laughs) basically hold up the will you go out with me prom signs, and we might kind of get the hint, but we'll still think you're asking about, hey, let's be friends. (laughs) Okay, I have two stories for you. We'll do the really... Nice one from Paxson where I finally realized something, and then I'll do the next one. Uh, okay. So Paxson, I, I had a boyfriend at that point in time, uh, but I was helping two guys do some shopping. One was shopping for his girlfriend. The other one was just tagging along. And as they were checking out, the one that is not otherwise engaged with a partner started saying, so what are you doing this weekend? Can I can I take you out to dinner? And like genuinely, like seriously going along with it. I'm just like, wait, you're, you're being serious. I'm sorry. I, I already have a boyfriend and his friend had to drag him out because not only was he going, Oh, well, your boyfriend's so lucky. You deserve everything. You should make him take you to red lobster. You should go to red lobster. You deserve red lobster as he's being dragged out of the store. And it was, it is still one of my happiest memories of just like, Oh, someone liked me. (laughs) Oh, that's adorable. That's how much effort it takes for some people to realize Uh, you might not be being obvious enough. Just FYI. Yeah. Also, we're taken. Also, fun fact, (laughs) Lauren had to, like, straight up be like, Blake's (laughs) flirting with you. Like... He he likes you. He's been trying to get your attention for like, I don't know, the last two months. Please, God, realize <laughs> that he's flirting with you. I was like, no, he's just being nice. He's just being friendly. She's like, no. Yes, <laughs> but he wants to go out with you. I was like, oh. True story. <laughs> why? <laughs> okay, do you want the other one that I still feel kind of bad about? Yes, so, I do. Senior year of high school, which is when you and I met. Yep. We were coming up on homecoming dance, and people were getting asked, and I had not been asked. And I hung around the band room a lot because I was homeschooled, <clears throat> so the only class I actually took at the public school was band. So between periods, I just stayed in the band room. Band buddies. Band buddies. Which is, again, how we met. Uh, yep. <laughs> So there was one class that was just percussion class, and I generally would sit there and transcribe different sheet music into different keys, or if there was a missing part, I would write up the part from the score. This is probably gibberish. But for some reason, the percussionist thought it was funny to try and poke fun at me and one of the other percussionists and, like, goad him to ask me to homecoming and i thought they were just was it all spa no it was not it was oh, um, okay nick oh, yeah. oh. i still yeah. feel bad about this so i thought they were really fucking with <laughs> okay. me or just like completely poking fun and making fun of me like ah you should go and well he actually asked me and oh. I said no because I thought he was playing a joke on me. Oh, Lauren. I know. <laughs> oh, I no. So bad. He, he did, like, massive kudos to Nick. Like, he did persist a little bit. He's like, I was 
serious. And then I went, oh, God. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were making fun of me. And we did go to homecoming together. (laughs) But, oh, God, it was deep embarrassment that I still Uh, think about regularly. That time... Isn't the human mind great? A person who was being sincere. Oh, yeah. Uh, the human mind. Is and then mean. I had to continually enforce a three-inch rule because he kept having a semi, and I didn't want to feel that on my back. Awkward. Yeah. Had a really cute yeah. dress, though. Did. So, yeah, those are my fun, <sighs> personal, horrifying stories. And then one really fun uh, one of a dude yelling that I deserve Red Lobster from the entrance of a mall store, not giving one shit about public embarrassment. I'm like, I probably should have gone out with that person. <laughs> yeah, those Cheddar Bay biscuits. I've never actually oh. been. I mean, really? I'm not, no. I don't eat meat at this point, and, including... Yeah. True. Fish and other products. I know some people consider that not meat, but I just don't. I try not to eat animal products. I do eat cheese and just eggs on occasion, but not very often. Go for the biscuits. I, I might have to. I don't know. If you want to go, I'll go with you to get some biscuits. I mean, you can also buy them from the store. Oh, so we'll just do that. We can make we'll them just at do home. That and then drink wine. <laughs> yes. I, always, I was always an olive cheaper. garden breadstick girl. So salty. Mm. See, I'm just judgmental of Ital- of Olive Garden because it's not real Italian. Oh, God, no. It's Americanized Italian. And <laughs> but it is delicious it occasionally. Is. <laughs> but hey, if you want to make me real Italian breadsticks, I won't say no. They're not They're what probably you the think. snappy ones, aren't they? <laughs> they then I are. want the Olive Garden version. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want my soft Dunkin' bread to put in sauces. Uh. I I can yes. make you that, but it's not breadsticks. You can cut it into like breadstick shapes. I don't really. If I can dip, dip it, it in Alfredo sauce <laughs> or marinara, I'm happy. Or pesto. Mm. Mm, pesto. Oh, now I'm hungry. Me too. It's dinner time. It is. We should probably wrap, wrap it this up. up. <laughs> you want to do the outro? I did the intro. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Uh we we just needed the palate mm-hmm. cleanser, guys. We're we're easily <laughs> spooked out because we're kind of oh, chicken 1, shits. Thousand. I am a absolute coward. The only way I gain courage uh, is if people I care about are in danger, in which case I turn into an angry mama bear. Right, because then you can do the scary thing exactly, for someone else, but not for myself. Not for ourselves. Which is why we tell each other stories, because I can defend Anastasia and Anastasia can defend me. It works. <laughs> yeah. Just works better when, you know, we're not in different counties. Just <laughs> just uh, anywho, so that's all we have for this week. Thanks for listening and check back next Sunday for another episode. If you need some extra spookies to check out, then head over to our mini stories at waittopanic.com. And as always, if you would like us to share your stories like we just did, please send us an email at waittopanicpodcast at gmail.com, and we will happily read them and make more episodes Mm -hmm. like this. Freak us Mm -hmm. out. Freak us out, but preferably not when I'm house-sitting by myself. You know they don't know when that is. That'd be really (laughs) creepy if they knew when that was. That would be, and that would be why we're doing the story. (laughs) 
Anywho, make good choices and remember, wait, wait to, to panic. panic.